Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Well, thank you, Heather. That's beautiful. <laughs> How's it going, guys? My name is Aaron Ashton. I am the worship pastor here at Encounter, and uh, today I have the privilege of speaking to you without song, which I'm excited about. Um, but I would like to introduce these two today. This is Dylan and Victoria, and these are um, good friends of mine, pretty cool people. Um, we're just excited to, to have, have them share some stories with us today, because today we are going to be talking about um, the promise of power that um, Jesus talked to us about in the book of Acts. So um, I thought it'd be cool just to bring them up here just for a moment and share a couple of stories with you guys today uh, about some of their experience that they've had just um, sharing the gospel with people. So we're going to do that. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys a couple quick questions this morning. So uh, the first thing I was curious about is how have mission trips changed your life? I think you might have to turn it on. There it is. Green light means good. Okay. <laughs> so last summer I got to go on a trip to Bujumbura, Burundi. Um, so it was an SOS festival like Aaron's at, showing you guys a little bit with Madagascar. So it's the same organization. Um, and during the festival they gave us an opportunity to pray for healing with people. Um, and there was this girl praying with this lady in a wheelchair and I went over and all we said was like in the name of Jesus get up and walk um, and you could see her knuckles turning white from trying to pull herself out of her wheelchair um, so we grabbed her arms and we helped her and she started to stand up and then slowly started walking and it was really cool because with every step that she took it seemed like her legs were starting to get stronger and stronger um, and then eventually she like shoved us aside and wanted to walk by herself um, and she said she hadn't walked for the last I think 13 years, so it was wow. a true miracle. That's so cool. I love hearing just stories like that. Um, just people like, like this is Victoria, everybody. She uh, prayed, and through Jesus, someone was able to walk. He couldn't. Like that's just amazing to me, just to be able to um, see it in Scripture, but also just to know somebody who's experienced things like that and and realize that it's really not out of reach for us. Um, but then the other question that I had was, how have uh, global missions similar to maybe trips like that or um, whether it's like service projects, whatever it is, like how have global missions, um, how has that impacted your life to pursue local? Uh, I think it it always just impacts your pursuit. When you come home, you're just like kind of fired up. Like after seeing like things like that, you just realize that the same Jesus that was in Africa with me, or the same Jesus that was with, in India with me is the same Jesus that's here in Pittsburgh with me. And I really think that just fires you up to, to want to pursue the great commission that, that God gave us and to want to preach the gospel here, to want to continue to win souls uh, even after you come home. That's really cool. And then the last question I have for you guys was, um, uh, what does practicing local missions um, here in our area, what does that look like? Well, as like the missions coordinator here at Encounter, we just, going out and sharing Jesus is is really the most practical thing in the world. I mean, it seems like, intimidating at first uh it can be intimidating ministry but like evangelism isn't like a part of church i don't see missions as a part of church i see reaching unreached people and reaching the people of pittsburgh as church that is church that is the focus of church and i really just see that as not just like this is a thing we do and this is on the side but 
that is like the drive behind the church. That is the church. Um, outside the walls are the people that really need the gospel. It's not in here on a Sunday morning where people need Jesus. It's the people that didn't wake up and come to church this morning. And really just missions fires you up to come home and live that life. You come home with something in your DNA that, that wasn't really there before. And you come home wanting to just share Jesus with, and having more faith for it too. Just realizing, wow, the power of God's word really does work. It really is effective when you just preach the, you know, preach God's word to people. It really does work. It's awesome. Well, that's all I have for you guys. So why don't you give them a hand? Yeah. I just think it's so cool. Um, just as Dylan said, like, whenever you get to experience, you, you see things like that in other countries, maybe. And when you come back, it fires you up. Um, but the same God that lives in really all the world, but the same God that is doing miracles for those who can't walk or those who need healings, the same God that's healing people is the same one that's here with us this morning, the same one that lives inside of each one of us. And, and I just am so, like, grateful for that. It's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. So today I felt like um, it would be cool just to take a, a very short passage of Scripture and really just break it down um, really simply today. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. So if you have um, a Bible, if you have a smartphone or tablet or anything, um, we always like to encourage people to use the version app on your phone if you do not yet because it's really cool. There's a lot of devotionals and things on there. Um, and if you don't know which book of the Bible is where, you can just look it up. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so in, in Acts 1, this is what it says. Um, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then in verse 9 it says, After saying this, he, meaning Jesus, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. And uh, I thought I would add that last verse there because as I was reading, I realized that this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. This is the last thing that Jesus said on the earth. Um, so the, the very last thing that Jesus spoke was, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on. You will be my witnesses. This is the last thing that he said. And I, it kind of reminded me of like the last line of a movie where a lot of people, you know, you can, if you're quoting movies, you can um, typically remember the very end of a movie. One of my favorites is um, Captain Jack Sparrow whenever he's on a ship in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's just doing his thing with the wind blowing in his hair because he finally has the black pearl, and he just says, "In really bad eggs. And you're like, what? <laughs> but I don't know. It just kind of captures the whole movie because he's crazy, and no one knows what the heck he's talking about. But... Um, yeah, but last lines of movies, you can typically remember those, right? And I think it's interesting that Jesus said that. Like, it's almost like he was saving this last little gem right before he went into heaven. Because what, what happened was he said this to his disciples, and then he ascended into heaven. And every one of the disciples was just looking up in the sky like, huh, now what do we do? And they were probably, like, looking at each other like, Okay, I don't know what's going on now, but, and then uh, some angels came down, the Bible says later on in the scripture, and it says that they just said, like, why are you looking up into heaven? He's going to come back um, at some time in the future, but basically the angel was saying, like, come on, guys, snap out of it. He's gone. Let's do this. So um, it really just left us, I think, Jesus was, like, leaving us with with the rest of that vision. And that's why he said that to us today. So um, I believe that Jesus really wanted his disciples to hear that. I think that um, it, it was like he wasn't, he wasn't ending it. 
you know, when Jesus was leaving, I feel like a lot of them may have thought like, all right, well, this is the end. But what I think Jesus was saying to them was this is really the beginning of something new, something that, that you get to um, be a part of. So as I looked at, at this passage, I just sort of broke it down um, really in order. And the first thought that I had was that Jesus, he promised me power. And I think that's beautiful because it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's not saying if you do a certain thing that you'll receive this power, but he said that you will receive power. Like will is a, isn't like a potential possibility. It's like you will, like there's, this is going to happen. So Jesus, he sent the Holy Spirit down after he went up into heaven a few days later when the disciples were just seeking him, and they were just eager for this gift that he promised them. The Holy Spirit would come down and he would empower them to do all of these things. So it wasn't just that we need to go and uh, witness to the world on our own. It was that he was promising this power that we can have. So we have the Holy Spirit that can live inside of each one of us uh, if we pursue that. And then in addition to that, Jesus, he has commissioned me. He says that you will be my witnesses to everyone. You will tell everyone about me. So that really hits me because the Holy Spirit's amazing. It gives you the uh, boldness, gives you peace. He gives you um, hope. You know, he helps you read the scripture sometimes. Like I'll read something that I read a thousand times and I'll look at it and, and I'll just catch this one word maybe that I didn't before. And I feel like that's just the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying like, this is what this is what the scripture means in this context, or, um, you know, the Holy Spirit can speak to you in different ways at different times in your life. But in addition to that, it's not just so that you can have a helper to help you read the Bible or to help you get through your life effectively. Those are all great things, but Jesus also said that you will be my witnesses. So again, that word will comes in where it's not, it's not like uh, you might be, it's he's commissioning us to be witnesses to those in the world. And so then he goes on and he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so I asked the question, like, where, where do I go? Because, you know, this was spoken specifically to these disciples back uh, a couple thousand years ago. But so today, where do I go? So I thought, what does that mean for me in 2017? Like, where am I supposed to go? Where am I commissioned to go? So as I, as I looked into it, I noticed, um, I actually looked up this map, um, and I think it's up here that you can see, but this little map here. Um, so I was like, where's Judea? Because I don't know geography super well in the Middle East. But so we have Judea. This is actually what the um, what the land looked like back then. Um, so there's Judea right there in the middle, in that little green section over next to the sea. So that's where they were all from. So they all lived in that area in Judea. So to me, that means local. And then Samaria, that's a little bit further out. And then you can see it expands a little bit. So there's Judea, Samaria. Um, Jerusalem was a city that they lived in. And then it says to the end of the earth. So I was like, pretty much covers the rest of it. So to me, what that was saying was, was we need to be witnesses in, in our local area. So like in Pittsburgh, this is where we are called to be missionaries, really. You know, this is where we're called to share the love of Jesus. And then he says in Judea, which is like the country surrounding that. So in the United States, like we can go... And we can share the love of Jesus with people here. And then the, the, the surrounding areas, the surrounding countries, like maybe Mexico, Canada, places that are closer to us. But then he, he goes one step further and he says, to the ends of the earth. 
And I think that's the most challenging because it gives us this commission. It gives us this command that we must go and share God's love with people, not only where we are day to day. That is so important. But in addition to that, to take steps of faith and go and pursue um, preaching the gospel to people and sharing the love of Jesus with people everywhere in the world. And the reason I felt like it was important to just share this with you today is because I know that um, for me, I sort of struggle with this idea uh, as I was growing up. And a lot of times I'd be like, well, you know, God hasn't called me to be a full-time missionary. I'm not going to go and just give up my life and my, my job and stuff just to go and live in like Papua New Guinea and hang out with some tribal people. And, and that's not what he's called me to do. And so I, was, I just didn't really understand, you know, I was like, maybe, maybe some people should do that. But like my job is just to hang out with the people I work with or my friends and, and share God's love with those people. But whenever I read this, it challenges me because Jesus said, yes, you should do that. You should pursue this local area that you have that I have that I have placed you in, but he goes even further and says that you need to step out in faith at times. You need to go and, and preach to other people that aren't in your local area. You need to go to places like Africa, to places like Russia, places, I don't know, wherever it may be, but God has called all of us to do that. And I, I believe that with all my heart, and I think that it is a challenging thing for me, but it is also important because in my experience, whenever I do that, when I just take that step of faith and just move forward, God has changed my life so drastically because of that. And so that's why I felt like it was important to share this with you today. But the beauty of all of this, the beauty, I think, is that God, um, he's considered us worthy to do this. He's considered us vessels. Like, who am I to be sent over to Africa to go and preach the gospel to people? Like, I'm just Aaron Ashton. I'm just, I'm just a guy that, that works day-to-day here. I'm just a guy that leads worship on Sundays. I don't, I don't really preach the gospel a whole lot here, let alone across the world. But it's just such a blessing, I think, to be able to witness the things that God can do in other places or, or here. It's a blessing to be able to be used in that way, because as it says, the Holy Spirit will give us power, and whenever we do that, it's amazing to see what He can do, it's amazing to see what we can be used to do for God. And I think it's it's just so cool, because it's not like God just left us here on this earth. He didn't just ascend into heaven and say, now have a good time for the next however many years that I'm not going to tell you, because I'm going to go hang out in heaven. And now it's up to you. He didn't just leave us, but he sent the Holy Spirit with us for us, and he equipped us. So I think that for us as a church, it's really important to note that, you know, God spoke to Pastor Jared over this past month, and he said to him, through the Holy Spirit, he said, I have called you to reach 100 souls for me. I have called you to go and, and pursue these local missions or or maybe... Um, global missions, whatever it may be, but God has called us as a church to reach a hundred people for him. We don't even have a hundred people here right now. So that's like a number that blows my mind. That's a number that is impossible to me in my own strength. But I love how God has called us to do things like this because 
it is impossible for us, I believe. I don't think that we can really make it happen. Like, people aren't going to be persuaded by the way that we speak. They're not going to be persuaded by, um, like, a debate that we may have. They are persuaded by by the Holy Spirit inside of their hearts. They're persuaded by a conviction that God would give them whenever we speak to them. And the only way this can happen is because the Holy Spirit has given us the power to do this. So for me, I struggle with that sometimes because I've never had this experience where it's like I had this dream where an angel came down and he was dressed in all white and I couldn't see his face because he was all shiny because he was so glorious. And he said to me, Aaron, you're going to speak to this man at the gas station today and tell him about my love. And I don't know why he just sounded like a real ghetto angel there, but <laughs> whatever. Maybe angels are ghetto. Who knows? But anyway, so this is not like this isn't what what happens with me. Typically, it's just a simple little thing. Almost, it almost sounds feels like a thought from time to time. But a lot of times, my heart will just skip a beat, and and I'll feel like God will say, "Hey, go tell your coworker. Um, just go ask him like how his aunt's doing." And it's like. I don't know his aunt, but okay. So if I go do that, just a little step of faith. Like, I don't know what the heck's about to happen, but I'm just like, hey, man, how's your how's your aunt doing? And then it's like, oh, well, she's not really doing so great because she's dealing with this addiction or something like that. And, and then this has actually happened in my life where someone just kind of opened up to me and told me things that they were dealing with, and they needed, like, a shoulder to cry on, not literally, but... Um, they just needed someone to speak to. And so I was able to encourage that person. And I think that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like for us today, that the Holy Spirit gives you just these little promptings in your heart where you can just go and speak hope or you can speak encouragement or life into someone's life. And and I think it's so important to make to make sure that we're listening to that. And then just the last thing that I've observed just through this passage is that um, that he has called us to do this. Again, it's just so important to note that because a lot of times I have heard uh, a gospel message preached that, you know, if you give your life to Jesus, then you will get to spend eternity in heaven. That is such a beautiful thing. But what I've learned is that that's important to know, but in addition to that, like the gospel message isn't just so that we can live the rest of our lives on earth and then go to heaven. I think that Jesus really wants us to capture this thought that the gospel message is that, that the Holy Spirit can live inside of us. The Holy Spirit can come and empower us to live a life that is supernatural, a life that is so much greater than the life that we can live on our own, a life that is, is free of, of, of stress and chaos in our hearts because he can give us a peace that surpasses any understanding that we may have of it. And I believe that that's what this is all about because Jesus didn't want us just to live our lives until we die or until he comes back. I think he had a whole lot more in mind for us. So it, I believe that Jesus didn't didn't want us just to wait for heaven, but that he wanted us to bring heaven down to earth. So the only way this can happen is just through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God in our lives. So um, it really just takes, it, t- it takes faith. It takes just this assurance knowing that, you know, God has called us to this. So just in closing, I think that, it's important just to remember that, you know, God has called us to reach the whole world. He has called us to reach Pittsburgh. He's called us to reach our country, our surrounding nations, and everywhere else in our in our world. And just consider that such a blessing. Consider that joy in your minds as you think about that. Because God has can He has called us. He has He has made us worthy in His eyes to make this happen. 
Um, so just want to challenge you with that today. I hope that that speaks to you like it like it does to me. Um, but let's just go ahead and pray for a moment, and then we're going to eat a whole lot of good food and spend a lot of time with each other and hang out and get to know each other. But God, thank you so much for the calling that you have placed upon each of our lives just to go and to share the love that you have given us. Your word says that freely you have given it to us, so freely we should give it to others, God. And I pray that you would um, just show us ways that we can do that on a day-to-day basis. Father, just grow our faith in mighty and powerful ways and, and speak to us about what we should do with, with, this, with this knowledge, with this wisdom that you've given us in your word, Father. God, we want to be used by you and we want to do what your will is and we want to bring heaven down to earth. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, uh, oh, and bless the food. Let it be nourishing in every possible way, um, even though there's probably a lot of pastries and stuff. But we know that you can do supernatural. So thank you, God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.